for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tuesday, April 17th, 2012, episode 31 of Attack of the Androids over on GroovyPost.com. AttackoftheAndroids.com. Check out our site. 30 episodes and this one once it's posted. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, we got Jeremy. What's up? Hey, what's going on, buddy? What's up? We got Joey. What's up? How we doing tonight, Matt? Well, we got Seth. What's up? Hey, it's good to be back. Fantastic. Eric is <laughs> lost in the jungles of Myanmar somewhere. <laughs> I'll pour out a little liquor for him when I'm done with the show. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Follow us on the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Google Pluses. A ton of just great from not from great all the way down to not so great uh, Android stuff to talk about. Uh, we might as well start it off with the phone of the moment. Seth, you had the pick last week uh, with the One X. Is the the Samsung Galaxy S3 is that going to be better than the One X in your opinion? Und- undoubtedly, it will be better, <laughs> but we don't know anything about it yet. Honestly. Samsung fanboy. What's that? You know it's going to be better then, because <clears throat> it's got to be. It's because it's why does the it galaxy? Be? Because no, listen, it has to be better because the S three hasn't been announced yet, and the One X is almost out. That's that's why it has to be. better. Well, no, be, here's the reason why is because Samsung has been astoundingly successful with their Galaxy line of phones, and the Galaxy S two has sold you know you know tens of millions all that across is the world. True. And so they know they have so much at stake in this Galaxy S3, and they've had to pour so much money into this thing. So whereas Samsung has been super successful, and they know they've been successful, and they have, I feel like they have to have some cash lying around. And HTC has been very unsuccessful, and their designs have been poor lately. Now this HTC, this One uh, X is pretty good, but um, Samsung has has had so much more money to put into this thing. Plus, Samsung makes their own chips. Um, my only worry is that I hope they don't. I'm you know. The boy genius reporter has been saying for months now that this is going to have a quad-core um, Exynos processor, and then it's going to have uh, a 1080p screen, which I think is just I – hope, I hope that that's Seth, right. that's interesting because Michael Kreider on Android Community writes that uh, he has no inside info on the, uh, on the S3, and anyone who tells you they do is either lying or about to be fired. Well, I mean, that's just not true, though, because these things leak all the time. Although Samsung has been amazingly good with this, but you know, uh, people like like having inside knowledge and like telling reporters about it, and they like leaking things and slides leak. And so, what do you think Samsung could or did do? What What's going to be better about this than than the Galaxy Nexus? Because that just came out. It's coming out the twenty second, well, I believe, okay, on on AT and T. It'll have to have a better screen. Either that means no pentile, pentile well a pentile 1080p or a non-pentile 720p ah. um, so i honestly have no idea what a pentile 1080p screen would look like uh, or why they would do that it would look like what, this with bigger dots on it but there's no way that they're going to have a non-pentile 1080p screen hey question uh, maybe i'm being dumb what's a pentile display it doesn't have true RGB pixels. We covered got... this in uh, the episodes leading up to the Galaxy Nexus being released. Basically, the oh, pixels, sorry. instead of being red, green, blue, they're red, green, blue, red, I think. Right, Seth? Yeah, there's. They're like it's sub- not true red. It's 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 actually a little more complicated than that, and I forget off the top of my head exactly what the ordering instead is. Instead of pixels, whatever they're it is, sub-pixels. Yeah, it's a way that they arrange the pixels to make it like right. appear that they have, or it's it somehow it like gets extra pixels in there that aren't really there. So you know what I mean? They can say a higher pixel count, but it's really not. But what it does is, and I don't really notice it anymore. It's probably because I'm used to this. But when I first got the the Galaxy Nexus going from the Droid X, like I noticed a weird little tint on the the whites or the lighter colors on the on the screen. But like I don't really notice it now. Maybe I'm, my eyes have just adjusted to it. Well, you know, it's been interesting that you know every new 
every new basically iteration of screens, you know, everyone says, oh, this is the best screen we've seen yet. So like the Nexus came out, that was the best screen they'd seen at 720p. It was the first 720p screen. Uh, and then, but it was Pentile. But now people are saying that this 1X screen has the best screen they've ever seen because it's super LCD. That looked beautiful. And it's, you know, and it's got truer color reproductions and it's non-Pentile. So both, so both it doesn't have the, you know, sort of the really saturated colors that AMOLED has. Um, with, you know, that Samsung, the Samsung's AMOLED. And then it doesn't have the problem with the Pentile. So, you know, it's hands down the HT1 screen is better. One X, the HT1 X screen is better. So Samsung is going to have to do something with their screen. I hope that they're choosing to do a 720p, you know, non-Pentile AMOLED screen. Because that'll still be really awesome. Do you think better battery life, too? Because we notice, I don't know, do you notice this on your wife's Galaxy Nexus? But the battery life is not that great. And I have the extended battery, and it's still, like, well, not that her great. her Nexus is fine as long as she's not using LTE a lot. LTE kills it. Well, yeah, definitely. So, LTE kills so, anything that has electricity. Yeah. Well, in their it. new chips are getting better. I mean, you know, I think the One X has a has a fairly decent one in it. But um, so the reason I'm worried about 1080p is two reasons. One, you know, it's driving a lot more pixels, right, than if it was just driving a 720p screen. Second, right. uh, I'm worried about the you know the graphics the graphics chip having to drive a uh, 1080p screen, trying to figure out how that's going to hurt it. Now, people are saying that this new Samsung, back up one second, you know, the, there's a company called Maizu. I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's a Chinese company. Mizu, do you guys know? I'm not sure. But they're releasing a quad-core phone with um, Samsung's quad-core Exynos, right? And that's an ARM 9 chip. Mm. But now people are, are now speculating that the Galaxy S3 will have their... Uh, their um, ARM, you know, 15, right? Not the not the 9, but the 15. Well, so it that, would be in their best interest to put their hottest chip in it, right? Well, that's what they're thinking. But that'll be only a dual-core phone. But anyways, that'll have their new, their highest-level GPU on it, which could drive a 1080p screen. So there's just a lot unknown out there. But I'm hoping that they sort of back off that idea, give a 720p non-pentile screen with a dual-core, you know, ARM 15 chip, um, and we're all expecting this, and it may not be, but it it seems like it's going to be announced May third at their special event that they're having. Oh, it has to be in London. To, yeah, that that's. I think that's undoubtedly what's going to happen there. Yeah. Well, pardon me before we go too far uh, past the screen comments that were being made earlier. I had an oh, excuse me an interesting conversation with my grandfather here. Oh, I think it was Saturday. Uh, he just bought himself an iPad two on clearance at the reduced price. He put it next to the iPad 3, and he had also seen uh, a iPad 1. Uh, and a matter of fact, his sister has an iPad 1, and his brother-in-law has an iPad 3. So they were all able to get together and, and literally have a three-way iPad lineup with the 1, the 2, and the 3. And he said, yeah, I can see a difference in the screens from the 1 to the 2 and the 2 to the 3. The catch is the difference in quality was not, in his opinion, worth the extra $100 to jump from the iPad 2 to the 3. Uh, and I think a lot of people, when you put it, the, the, the two side by side, would say, yeah, okay, I can see a difference, but not enough of one. So perhaps this whole talk about pixels and cramming more pixels in and whatnot is about statistics, not about actual user reaction. Do you think, too, maybe it's the it's generational? Do you think that that older generation really doesn't give a crap about that much more pixel density than, like, all the new early adopters and the younger generations? Like, oh, I just got it. I don't care what it is. As long as it's brand new and the hottest thing out there, I need it. You know, and the older generation's like, you're an idiot. I'm, I'm cool with the, you know. <laughs> But I, possibly, I you know, uh, uh, but I think his concern was basically financially motivated. Uh, in right. That, okay, look, I've got two identical storage uh, products that run the same exact operating system. The One of them has a better screen and a better processor. Other than that, they're identical, and looking back and forth at them, being able to interact with them, also, and he wasn't able to see a big enough difference to, to make it worthwhile. Also, I think you can't just judge a device based on that one factor. It's about how it all comes together to, to give you that one experience that you're looking for you know that i heard an interesting conversation about the fluidity of of our our mobile devices and the only reason that apple is so fluid with it is because they're in essence cheating there it's not your desktop that's actually moving it's a 
it's an image of your desktop, and that's how they can get it to scroll so nice. On Android, when you scroll, it's actually your desktop. Like, you can still highlight the icons if you catch it right. But it, it, it's interesting, though. Some people would rather have that more fluid experience, even though you're just it, – it's Apple tricking your brain into, you know, filling in the gaps that, that look, this is nice and, and smooth. Ironically, that's been one of the things that I have heard – from people that have used both an iOS and an Android device and prefer or went from the Android to the iPhone was the, uh, was the lack of fluidity. And I was never really able to understand what they were talking about until I put uh, two side by side. And then I, I kind of went, Oh, all right. I see what they're getting at. You never had Um, one of these, this, the worst fluidity ever. This is the XV 6900 running windows mobile 6.1. And with the SPB mobile shell, it has a thing where you can scroll, you can swipe across, and it's like a 3D cube. It was the worst. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, just terrible. But they've come a long way. And it depends oh, yeah. what you started with, right? If you started with an iPhone or an Apple device, you're going to be more accustomed to how that flows. And when you get something else that isn't exactly that fluid, you're gonna, your brain's going to be like, whoa, there's something wrong here. It it makes it takes away that 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 layer of you know dreamland fakeness that that you like so much. Why do you still have that? <laughs> Holding out for when one uh, X comes back. I don't know why I still have that. Actually, it's a free phone upgrade if he ever gets the dream if in. if my Galaxy Nexus dies and my Droid X dies. That's the third backup contingency plan you don't you don't have your og anymore no i gave that to a friend that uh, edits video for one of my other shows because uh, he he didn't have one so all right well uh what do you guys want to talk about next we got a republic wireless update get your drinks drink. ready drink uh did you see there was a nice blog post by jessica back on the 13th uh and basically what what they're doing is opening up for more people so you can get uh get yourself in there if if you want uh if you got one of these messages they've already allocated you a spot in one of the beta uh beta waves as they call it uh and then you have to go and you know sign up and they're also testing out some new devices which they haven't named yet or i couldn't find that that was named yet but they say we're not ready to announce them yet but i can tell you we're all stoked about what's coming your way huh and they say the handover between Wi-Fi and cellular and a way to save money on your cell bill. How about that? They're, they're getting that, that switch from Wi-Fi to cellular a lot smoother, they say. So lots of upgrades all around. Joey? I'm still intrigued by this. Um, I think Are you that, in? Uh, not yet because uh, I haven't opened up the second beta. Um, at the time, I was really kind of scrounging and hemming and hawing about buying the phone, and by the time I decided, all right, I'm going to jump to this, they had closed the beta. Ah. Um, but uh, I think this time I may just take the leap and, and see what happens. Um, I, I'm intrigued by it because this is the first wireless phone carrier company agreement, what have you, that is not entirely reliant on a particular carrier rolling out more towers to get more coverage. And that's huge. No, it absolutely is. And, Not I, if and I'm fascinated by that. I mean, how do you get Wi-Fi driving down the street? Stamping off of other people's access points? Really? And, and you're, they have Wi-Fi big enough that it, you're going to be able to make a call? If you live in a gated community. <laughs> no, I, then why wouldn't you be home using Vonage or something for cheaper and that's that's what this it'll you know you can use either or i mean i I want it you know i i really want to see some testimonials from people that are actually using this because uh you know joey i'm 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 right there with you it's really compelling it's a brilliant idea Mm. but the more i think about it it runs on sprint sprint coverage in my area is atrocious it's absolutely horrible we don't even have sprint here for me and so what I'm so wondering. if I think about it, where do I have coverage? I have coverage at work yep. via Wi-Fi. I have coverage at home via Wi-Fi. Do I have coverage on the road? Eh, maybe probably 25, 30% of the time while I'm driving. That's not enough. So would you say this isn't maybe a replacement? And it depends where you live, like you said, but maybe an 
an accessory to your existing one? I mean, would you, could you, either of you guys see yourselves getting rid of your Verizon or your AT&T or whatever you're with, your, your Galaxy Nexus for one of these just I because of the about service? It, but it wouldn't allow me to reduce my Verizon bill at all. You know, I'm not going to be able to cut back, so I can't really justify it. If the phone was cheaper, I would get one to play with it. Are you more intrigued by Ting? By that whole model? A little bit, but again, that's that's Sprint. Yeah. So you're the, the problem is 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 what carrier they're with. And I so, think that Sprint being on the low end of the market is willing to offer such volume discounts to try to get subscriber base that they're willing to cut these guys such a great deal. When do we get to the point in our technology where we can just build or go buy little sell spots and maybe get together with your neighborhood and each neighborhood you know puts these up and there now we have our own and it the 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 bandwidth comes from everybody's internet if you took everybody's internet connection and just piped it into that thing and let you know there there's ways to do it i feel like without being dependent on the carriers the yeah but the carriers are going to stifle any anything that's more than just like a single house no. they're going to stifle that they're going to make sure that never comes to market how Plus, of course, you also have to remember that you're shifting your load. You're, you're, you're shifting your load off of the cell phone carriers, and you're shifting it onto your traditional landline ISPs. Granted, the ISPs have an awful lot more bandwidth and an awful lot more flexibility, but at some point you're going to have to reach a point where even they're going to get choked if they're all of a sudden running off of uh, uh, running a whole gazillion of cell phones off of their one connection. Hmm. Seth, any thoughts on this? I mean, I'm all for saving money, but Sprint has terrible coverage. Um, there's a new study that just came out. I, I think I posted it in there, but saying the you know, network data speeds, and someone did, I think it was CNET did the tests, or PC World. I'm looking at PC World did some tests. And, you know, both on 3G and on 4G, Sprint was, like, the worst. <laughs> so, like, here, I'll just point some numbers. Like, a 3G, AT&T was at 2.6 megabytes second. Sprint was at 0.5 T-Mobile was at 3.8. Verizon was at 1. And then on their 4G sprint was at, you know, terrible. So anyways. Um, now, why I'm still, is... I'm still thinking I'm going to get one and try it just because I'm so intrigued it by would it. Be but... so, it would be cool to write about, definitely, to test it out yeah, and see how it all works. You yeah, know a good thing to check would be what, if, if anybody's selling the phones secondhand on eBay and how much they're selling Ooh. for. That's a good call. Ooh. Yeah, I, w- I wonder, can you re-register with them after they've been used once? Oh, I'm I would sure imagine. Because they they're I using... I think legally un- they can stop you. Aren't they using unlocked phones just with their whatever it is that they were doing? Yeah, customized build of Android. Right. Uh, huh. Interesting. Uh, that's a good thought, Jeremy. I'm going to have to jump on eBay right now. All right, well, let's let's shift gears a little bit. I kind of want to talk about this uh, Intel Android phone that's supposed to be launching this week. It's the first Medfield phone. Um, the, Seth, do you... This is crazy, right? It's not ARM, is it? It's No, yeah, it is Intel, Intel running their own chips. Right. Uh, you know, I think... Here's my opinion on this whole Intel stuff. I don't follow it that closely, partly because it's really, in my opinion, a non-story probably for another year. I'll guess that Intel in about a year, maybe two, will probably be competitive to ARM. But right now they're not, uh, especially with the ARM 15 coming out, the new architecture, and they're going to, and now I always heard they come with their ARM 15 quad core. Now, do you uh, ARM, say that? ARM is it on mobile, and Intel can't compete currently. Do you say that they because, be for a couple years. do you say that because they're new or because Intel's never had any experience making mobile devices like this? Both, both. They're They've pop- tried. They've tried. They've had mobile chips, yeah. but nobody's ever used them. The Centrino. I have a chembook that has a Centrino in it, and it's awesome. <laughs> a one point five gigahertz. I think, I think it is going to be a big story, but we'll have to see on the other side of the phone's release to know what the story is. The story is going to be one or two things. It's going to be Intel put this thing out. They were so desperate to get something to market. It sucks. And that's very telling of where they feel their position in the market is, that they're slipping. Or it's actually good and Intel has a chance at catching up and 
you know, and it's just a bunch of chips. Intel's just making the chips, right? The phone is made by Lenovo. It's the K800, also known as the Racer A. I mean, that's so, the deal is no one's going to buy a phone made by Lenovo. I mean, like, at least they, in America. Mm, people like them. true. They have you good laptops. There are, there are a lot of people I know that are, are you know, even after IBM sold, that are still swear by ThinkPads. Do you I remember? I people buy Lenovo if they're buying a laptop. Do you no guys? Lenovo, when HTC can hardly sell phones right now. How is, how is Lenovo supposed to sell phones? Do you, you guys kidding me? Everywhere I go, I see HTC phones. Why? That's because, because they're, they're, that's because they're old. No, but HTC, <laughs> HTC can't sell any phones hard today, hardly. That's why the One X came out. Their stock just dropped 6% just on the announcement of the Galaxy S3's announcement. Seth, <laughs> listen. Seth, do you remember, speaking of the One X, do you remember the Lenovo X1 that it wasn't a prototype. It was an actual thing, but it never. I don't think it ever got made. But that was the Lenovo laptop that the screen popped out of it, right? And it was an Android tablet. I thought that was great, but it never. What happened to it? Yeah, I I think Lenovo. Here's just my opinion: is that until we see Intel chips in Apple, Samsung, HTC, and Motorola, or one of them, oh, it's a non-story, and. Intel has to break in the market somewhere, so they're probably doing it on these, you know, somewhat unknown. Or not, let me say that Lenovo is well known, but certainly not for cell phones. Right. Manufacturers. I, th- I think the bigger story here is that you've got the older names in desktops and laptops right. trying to break into a market that they clearly don't own. Yep. So the question is: is is this a mark of the future meaning everyone's going to be supposedly in this uh, this term it keeps getting thrown around this post pc era quote unquote right because mobile means tablet and phone it's not just phone anymore right and it's not just tablets either it's it's one market it's one emergent mobile market right and I, i you know so the question is 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 this a sign that uh, the manufacturers feel that their traditional business models are going to start to slide, or is this a uh, a traditional, or is this a traditional company just simply trying to expand its market share? And I don't know. Uh, but one thing that has clearly been proven, and Microsoft fanboy is sorry, but just because you're the big name in one operating system does not automatically make you the big name in another. Um, my opinion is that the that the Intel Lenovo partnership on this phone is too little, too late. Not because of the phone, not because of who's behind it, but because of the fact that you've got this rolling, huge inertia of manufacturers and an operating system that works so well together for the vast majority of people that they're going to pass by this because they don't have a need for. It. You know, but here, here, Joe, I agree with that. But here's the deal: is that Intel needs to get on the mobile market, right? So no matter whether this or chip do is successful they? or not, yes, no, they, they, they do. Need to. They no matter do. whether this chip Why is successful or not, why do they need to though? Because why do they need to? That's what the future is... of computing. Because if you... no, 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 it's not yes. the future of computing, it, Joey. No, no, no. Joey, it's a segment of the future. You saw Minority market. Report, Joey. That's Joey. the future, Joey. If you look at every analyst, regardless of where they think the market is going to go, they all agree that over the years, that the growth in number of devices is yeah. going to be in portable things. Okay. Yes. So while the number of computers sold isn't so much going to go down, as a percentage of the market, it's going to become smaller and smaller. One thing and about Intel, this Intel way. Intel is not the type of company that's going to sit by and let opportunities pass. Oh, you know, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't. And I'm not saying but, they shouldn't put out an effort. And that's why they good. have to do this. Maybe the thing will be good, and I'll be sitting here eating my lunch or my own it won't be or whatever. But Seth. I think the thing is going to bomb <laughs> because be. I think they've got too little experience you know, in the market sector. It, it will bomb. You're right. But well, I think what we're saying, or I'm saying, is that two generations down the line, maybe three or whatever, right, they've got experience, and people have heard of an Intel an Intel chip in cell phones is maybe a little bit more common, you know, then it's like, oh, this one is actually really good. Maybe it's even better than an ARM chip. I mean, like the day where we can say, you know, this Intel chip is better than an ARM chip, when that day happens, that will be an interesting day to see to see what it is. And Intel's just laying the groundwork right now for that. They're not there. Now, here's another thought. It may, it probably if, will happen someday because they have so much money. 
if Intel is so dead set on getting into the mobile market, why don't they just license the ARM architecture and start producing ARM chips? Because they're that Intel, can... Joey. Whoa, because whoa, whoa, they're whoa, whoa, Intel. Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Think about this from a perspective of a businessman. That is the lowest cost to entry in a market, and it provides them with the with the ability to say, hey, look, we're going to produce the exact same chip that you can buy from somebody else, only it's going to be with the Intel reputation and the Intel quality control. And we're going to promise you that you're going to see this number of failures versus the other guy's number of failures. And we're going to put that in writing, and we're going to guarantee it. That gives them the easiest path to get into the market with the least amount of resistance, and they're not taking it. They're, 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 they're pushing against the whole stream. And yeah. the question yep. is, is that brilliance or is that stupidity? Yeah, and I could put on a dress and call myself my girlfriend, but that doesn't make it any better. <laughs> I would call Actually, you my that girlfriend. Would make it considerably worse if you put on a dress. Exactly. That's Intel doesn't want to be a me too. They don't want the easiest path. They want, they want their the path own. that is going to be the longest. That is going to be long-term profitability. And licensing ARM chips t- puts them into a position where they have to sell dramatic amounts of volume. Remember, Intel owns all this other stuff. They're not used to squeezing out 50 cents to a dollar per unit. They're used to squeezing out dollars per unit. And they're not going to be able to to adapt their business to that. So, yeah, so this phone comes comes out. Maybe the chip sucks, but they're going to learn things from it, and they're going to continue to iterate. And I think, Seth, you said it's going to be a couple years before we really see where they're going with this. But that's, you know, they're Intel. Um they their profit is something on the order of hundreds of millions of dollars per day, if I remember correctly. Per day? Yes. Just when, think when they about owed that. AMD a few billion dollars uh, due to some, I think it was like an EU fine a couple years ago, it was like two days of operating profit. Until wow. I was just like, whatever. That's crazy. Here, have have a bunch of money. We'll, we'll <laughs> go over here. Well, and that okay. Then let me flip this. Then does that then uh, uh, speaking of AMD, uh, full disclosure, AMD stock. I own it. I'm under, I'm I'm upside down right now. So anything that can help AMD, thank you, please. Our recording uh, box is uh, AMD. Not oh, neither okay, here nor there. Um, Stablest machine I own. <laughs> <laughs> that's because all of your machines are unstable, like the guy that owns them. Yeah, it's true. Dogs uh, look like their owners. <laughs> Anyway, uh, does that then open up the market for AMD to start licensing ARM and producing uh, the ARM chip at the moment in an, in an effort to try to churn out as many chips as possible? Because I'm almost certain they have unused manufacturing capacity. I can't speak intelligently to that question. Who knows? Can you speak AMD intelligent? <laughs> I, I, I can talk about AMD, just I don't know what their mobile strategy is. No, 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 you said intelligent. Anyway, so the Racer A, what wow. if it ran Windows Phone 8 mobile, what's that called? Windows RT? What, what are they Doesn't calling matter, it? Doesn't matter, it's Windows. But then would it be? All right. Actually, it, it would, that would be really interesting because then you have a brand that people typically associate with Windows. Right. And the phone itself looks good. I could see um, I could see that happening, and I wonder if if Lenovo is going to make a play with that. Because and, Nokia went the enterprise market. Nokia went with Windows, and I, I'm seeing a piece here on Daily Finance that that basically just says, should they have gone with Android instead? And I know that's a question a lot of people have been thinking about: is why did Nokia go with yes. with Microsoft rather than? Android did did they not want to get caught up in the lawsuits? Did they want to go it's, with this it's because name? Because Microsoft that, gave them billions of dollars. It, it. That's right. Okay, <laughs> sure. Come over well, here. Come it's here. It's okay. Comment that if everybody's producing SUVs, you need to be the one that produces the small car to hit the small car market. Except you know, I don't want to talk about this too long, but sure. except that the Lumia nine hundred, if it if it was like a Let's say right now, if it had Tegra, Tegra 3 in it and was on and running Android, and didn't have that would be a totally different phone than right now. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, and if Jeremy put on a dress, he'd <laughs> exactly. All right, I, let's uh, let's shift gears. Wild side, Jeremy. Let's let's talk about some software. We got another Chrome update for Android, still beta though. Um, got some new bugs worked out. 
first released back in February. This thing is great. I use it on my phone and my tablet. And uh, if you have ICS, you should definitely use it. And this kind of goes to a bigger question about web browsers on Android in general. I did not realize how many of them there were. I'm, I'm putting together a piece about you know what the best ones are. And I wanted to ask you guys, what what kind of criteria do you guys look for? What how do you measure like how good a browser is on a tablet versus on a phone? Are you looking for different things for it to be good at uh, when you're on your phone rather than your tablet? Or I, I'm trying to figure out a way to like quantify this so on that on a tablet I need good tab management. That's the most important thing for me. I found twelve. Android web browsers that I thought were worth a crap, and there, there's way more, right? So we, you have Opera Mobile, Dolphin, Boat, Skyfire, Angel, UC, <laughs> Maxathon. How many of those are skins over the same code base? That's what I was wondering also, because there's really only a few different web browser technologies, right? There's WebKit, yeah. there's what, Gecko, there's... Uh, what the Internet Mo- Explorer is its own code base. Right, and Mo- then Mozilla uh, uses for SeaMonkey and Opera. Right. Those are all right. one. And then yep. there's Chrome, which is WebKit based. So, and that's why I was wondering. I, and I don't, I don't know enough about this to to say, but I don't know if you guys knew. Like, are these all just? It looked like a a lot of them just offer specialized features. Like, one of them will be more geared towards social. One of them will be more geared towards speed, and they use their own servers to speed up everything. You know that kind of thing. So, I, I don't know, Seth. What what uh, what do you look for in a phone browser? I mean, just in a phone browser, I'm mostly looking for speed because I'm not. I mean, if I'm actually going to do some serious browsing, I don't do it on a phone usually. <laughs> Seth? I, mean, I guess unless maybe you. I mean, what you would have the you, bigger Nexus, so that's the screen is nice on that. So what maybe, would you consider serious browsing, Seth? I don't know. Spending spending more than five minutes on my like doing research or like no, looking at like, porn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, no, I, I can that. separate it pretty easily. It's it's want versus need. There you go. You browse things that you want to from a phone. You browse things that you need to from a computer. Yeah, that's pretty. Anytime good. I have something that I need, or to no, do, that's isn't that I'm backwards? I'm going to a computer. No, you. If it's something that I really need to do, it's generally work. There's very little work-wise oh, okay. that I can do from my phone. I was thinking if you were out somewhere and you needed to look up something, see, I would use my phone. But if I'm sitting at home just randomly browsing, I'm using my tablet. That That's the kind of use case I looked at it as. But. You see, this is something that, that was very interesting to me. Somebody asked me, oh, geez, months ago, a year ago, two years ago, why don't you have a smartphone? You're the techie geek guy. Why don't you have a smartphone? Because <laughs> I'm broke. And- well, yeah, that, that, I'll admit, cost was a. Huge, that's why I didn't have one for the longest yeah. time. <laughs> you know, that, that's a huge, that's a huge barrier to entry. I mean, you know, no, it's not a lot for thirty bucks a month. Uh, the, that thirty one thirty dollars isn't a huge amount of money, but repeatedly over a month for a two year contract, yeah. Well, that and then you add that the two hundred dollars to three hundred dollars, depending on if you got your Galaxy Nexus on Verizon or AT and T this next couple weeks. On top of that, your extra battery. Like, you walk out of there not even really knowing it. You just spent, like, almost $800, $1,000 almost. And then another two years go by. By the time your contract's up, there's another $2,400 to, you know, $3,200. It's big bucks. Exactly. So, so that, that was – cost was an issue. But the other thing I had to explain to this person, I said, look, no matter where I go, I'm surrounded by computers. Uh, or Wi-Fi, or both. I mean, I go to work. I have browser management, password management, file management apps that I can take with me and keep my files, my bookmarks, and my passwords all with me and all synchronized. I go home, I get the same thing. I go to work, I got Wi-Fi. I come home, I got Wi-Fi. I carry a tablet. I can carry uh, carry an unlocked uh, phone that doesn't have a data plan um, and, and make use of it without having the mobile data. I have to admit, Jeremy's comment about what something I need to do or want to do on the phone is very astute because I've since I've gotten a smartphone, I've found that, one, it's very frustrating to use a smartphone on 3G in terms of the speed. Um, you're, you know, you're accustomed to a certain level of hit a web page, pops on the screen. 
and you just don't have that under 3G. Um, and when you're using the phone on Wi-Fi, you could be using a laptop or a computer. So it's not really a direct comparison. Under Wi-Fi, very fast. Under 3G, very slow. And it's not as workable as it should be. See, I almost prefer when I'm at home to browse and do all that stuff on my tablet, as long as, you know, the browser's working good. Like with Chrome, it, it seems fine for now. X-Soul well, is good. But, yeah, but the tablet is different than a phone. Well, right. It, and it, see, when I go outside, then I grab my phone. I don't know. There's different use cases, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the tablet works very well for something when you need to have a very small PC-ish device that has connectivity. I think the phone works very well when you don't want to carry anything that remotely resembles a PC and you still need to have connectivity. Um, if it weren't for email, I would hardly ever use my smartphone with any kind of connectivity because I just don't need it. Um, it's not that big a deal. Browsing the web is frustrating. Apps are nice. Uh, like, for instance, that Radar Now app that I flagged last week to get real-time weather forecasts. Yep. That's nice. That, and you can't do that any other way without mobile data. But aside from little things like that, and I, I could live without it. Sweet. Yeah. So yeah. It, Google's giving a bunch of free data service to Android users in India. And I was kind of thinking that, is, is it weird that you have to... Like, why don't they do that here where we have these big... I get they don't have the infrastructure there, really. I mean, some, some places they do, but does it... Do you know it, why? 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 The, the big deal... The is FCC? Save, well, no, they save so much money on technical support because it's all local calls. Uh, bum, 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 bum. But why would I have to go live somewhere like that to get good Google service? I think Google, I, I would like Google to be the carrier. I would like whoever makes the phone to be the carrier. <laughs> yeah, but How it's, about it's too that? much of an antitrust thing. Yeah, you think? No, no, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming soon. It's coming. It's going um, to be Apple, the, the it's first, going to be Google, and that will be it. You know, when, when Android first came out, uh, one of the predictions was that, well, actually it was when, uh, when the first uh, Nexus came out. The prediction was, oh, maybe this is going to be a free phone. Maybe the idea is you get the phone for free. Yeah, you pay your carrier fees, but the um, the advertising will subsidize it enough that you can get a free phone. And while Google hasn't been able to make that happen, there are strong indications that that's what's going to start happening with the Kindle Fire. Are we kind of seeing that with the Google Nexus tablet people have been talking about, that they're trying to reach so. that I mean, lower... We're talking about a $150 price point. Right. And we you know, we don't know if that's for a Wi-Fi-only version or if that's a cell Well, and what got me was the, cell version. the comments about, you know, these all of these Android tablets are great, but it's the, the ones that people are buying, the smaller ones, are not the full Google Android experience. They're like, we're going right. to make this, and it's going to be... 50 bucks cheaper than your Fire, and it's going to be the full Android experience, and it's going to blow people's minds. Right. Because of how cheap so, it is. You know, so maybe that Google hasn't been able to make, make these predictions come true. Maybe they're kind of flipping it. Maybe they're going to, rather than give away the phone, maybe they can subsidize it. How compelling would it be to walk into a store and you're told, hey, you know, you can get these two choices here, you can get this iPad or you can get this Android tablet. They're the same price, but if you get the Android tablet, it's going to cost you $20 less a month. Right. You, you get people to sign up in droves. Uh, maybe not in droves, but you're at least going to take market share. Oh, yeah. and, and, and at that point, they could even charge more for the tablet up front and throw that money back to the carrier. And then that and forces I, the other side to have to do the same to keep up, ex right? Exactly, exactly. And then we start seeing the price war. And Apple has never done well competing on price. Nope. Ugh, hardly. <laughs> All right, Remember let's... Debacle when they started licensing out the Mac OS to do clones? They the never guys... licensed it. That was all... No, go. We probably don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but they never licensed it. That was never... What, the Super Mac? Uh, maybe we're talking about I'm not different talking things. about the guys doing the hackintoshes. I'm talking about they, they. It was actually a line of Mac clones called Super Macs, 
at one point, and they used the Mac OS under license. This was when Jobs had been booted out as CEO, and they licensed the OS. Who was the firm? There was there was a company that was doing that. I don't, I forget what the name of it was. Maybe it was the same thing. But as soon as Jobs came back, they shut it down. I sued them out of existence. I'm not sure. No, that was the people that were providing the uh, the, the hackintoshes. I think. Well, they were buying a legal copy of Mac OS for each one. Yeah, they were, and they and they said in the licensing agreement that that it was a violation of the licensing agreement because they couldn't they weren't doing it on Apple hardware. Okay, all right, uh, let's but, yeah, let's put was, that aside. I got I got to go do some research. All right, all moving right. on. Let me tell you a story. This is a little love story. This is a love hate story about two friends. One named Oracle. One named Google. Oracle makes Java, which is what Android runs on, it's heavily runs on. Um, some people may say that when Google was building Android that there are some emails that may or may not say that the top execs knew that they were stealing uh, some some technology from, from Java and put it into Android. And now, you know, Android's on mi- hundreds of millions and billions of freaking devices, right? So... Oracle is suing. And this is this is huge, right? This is silly, but it's huge because these two companies are massive and it's just going to be burning money is what I picture it. Like we all go to court and we all pull out our $100 bills and our lighters, our Zippos, and we just burn money for like eight hours straight, just torching $100 bills because that's basically what's happening here. Jeremy, what? It's all It's all crap. It's all crap. You know, it's just, I'm just so sick of this stuff. You know, it's, what I think is going on here is when Oracle bought Sun, because remember, Oracle didn't make Java, Sun made Java. Right, yes. And Oracle bought Sun, and it was supposed to be this big, great deal that was going to make them all kinds of money, and it kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. I think they're going. Oh crap! What we got to do, do something, right? We got to right. do something. Oh, what's everybody doing under to make money Sun, right now? Oh, they're suing everyone else. Under what Sun. Owned? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say there were those emails that were like giving Android and Google its full blessing, being like, "Yeah, this is great. Do it." But Oracle didn't seem to see it that way. Yeah, it it just it doesn't even matter. It's. But what it's it comes so down utterly ridiculous. What it comes down to is, you know, patents and copyrights of Java, which is a programming technology, and the, there's certain APIs in there that they're what it comes down to is can you can you not patent it, but can you can can that be something that you you're like this is mine, you know, because it is a programming language. It's it's a it's almost like a an infrastructure, not infrastructure, but it's like a it's a platform to you know, I don't. I don't see how they can say that this language. It's like saying English is mine and I copyright it. You know, it's a language that we use to build on. It seems weird, but it's it's new, right? It's technology. They've never had to deal with stuff like this before. Uh, Oracle has traditionally been very hard about their licensing, uh, which is one of the reasons why I think that they have been increasingly pushed further and further out of the market because they're just so inflexible. Uh, I mean, um, they they haven't been pushed out of the market at all. They're still a dominant player, raking in bajillions of dollars. Compared to SQL, compared to Microsoft version of SQL, compared yeah, to all the open, com- or, open absolutely. Source. That's funny because I never hear about people running Oracle databases. Because we don't run in those circles. They run them here at the call center. They're, it's absolutely, it's massive stuff that they're behind. I used to have to deal with. They that are stuff so that... ubiquitous in the big stuff that you don't even need to talk about it. There you go. Okay, so I'm wrong. Um, the irony being, I did want to actually name the SQL Server at my last job Oracle. <laughs> the Oracle or just Oracle? The Oracle. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Guy, I need we to watch that. At the Matrix, which I, I, I need to watch that movie thing. again. Hey, have you got you guys ever watch Eureka? That that sci-fi show. No. A- anyway, I I just dipped into the first episode of season five. Whoa. <laughs> I the, I just need to say that whoa. Like I stopped watching it like season three, and I just hopped back in for this one episode to see how season five starts, and I'm just mind blown. Like time traveling. Okay, no, that's fine. Uh, anyway, 
So is anything, what's going to come of this? A lot more lawyers that are rich, right? And crappy yep. patent tech or what? What What are we going to see? What's going to be the fallout of this massive trial? It's going to take so long that by the time it's settled, we're going to forget it was going on. We're all going to be dead. <laughs> Sounds like a Microsoft antitrust lawsuit. <laughs> it might be worse. Whoa. Is that possible? Yeah, because the it's going to set a pretty major precedent for both of them. You know, um, maybe no precedent. Um, you know, Google is betting on Android. There's a huge amount of, of investment oh, already. Um, and if they're betting on it, it means they think they're going to make money on it. Oracle wants their share as they see it. Google doesn't want to lose lose their profits. So they'll spend years going to the mat for something that they think has a lifespan of, you know, 10, 15 years. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, Seth, tell me about the Transformer Pad 300 and where can I get mine? Oh, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's like the step-down version of the Prime, I think. Yeah. So if someone's looking for a little cheaper Prime, that's something that's coming up. We're being released really soon here. The screen's not as good. So just some warnings, but it should be cheaper. should be interesting. Looks nice. It's got a What's nice display. The the sa- same display as the Prime. Uh three ninety nine and a sixteen gig or a sixteen gig model for three seventy nine, thirty two model for a three ninety nine. I'm what? still holding out for that uh th- that seven inch device at a hundred and twenty five bucks after rebate, <laughs> you know. Um and, or a ten inch device for maybe two bills. I we'll just want there. I just want the TF seven oh one and I wanna give them back my TF two oh one and I wanna just pretend like the last three months of my life never happened. Thank you, Asus. Alright. Do we have uh anything else before we do some app picks? I just want to talk we didn't talk about Sense four point have we last week at all? I don't oh no, let's yeah, go ahead. Give it's us just a release with HTC one X. You know, sure. again I'm just I always say that I wish you know, I'm worried a little bit about the the Galaxy S3. Um, don't worry, don't... Seth. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Seth, it'll be all right. I hope they Just don't put a keep your senses about you. <laughs> there, was, there were some rumors that they were going to get rid of um They weren't going to have TouchWiz on there. Which oh, come on. Be sensible. Jesus. You know, there were some rumors that they were going to have a button where you could turn it on or off. You could choose whether you wanted it, which would be amazing. Didn't Anyways. we ask for that like back in episode one when we were talking yeah. about why all these people are putting crap over our Android experience? Yeah. And so it would be really nice if you know they would give you that option to turn it on or off. It but... would have been really nice if we would have licensed that out, out to them and got paid every time <laughs> someone turned their sense off. But the HTC One X has sense on it. And there's a lot of things that just don't make any sense to me on it. I don't. I hardly see any benefits, and I see a lot of detriments. Like you know, the multitasking is idiotic, in my opinion. <laughs> Why? What? And what's idiotic? Any better or worse than the previous sense? Oh, I think it's better than the previous sense, but it's still bad compared to a stock ice cream sandwich. Like you know, you have to flip through. I don't, I don't know if you've seen it. And we don't have a video. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah, I watched the video. It's, it's it's like an actual card. It's like an actual card view, like WebOS, as opposed to the nice like slide up and down on the on the right side. You know, like, like ice cream sandwiches. And so you have to do like one at a time. You can't see them all sort of there. It's it's just really a clunky system compared to what um what what it is in stock. And there was a bunch of other things in there. I don't want to go into it all. I can't actually remember them all off the top of my head right now. The but video I mean, kind of explains it. We'll link yeah, to it in it the show Android, notes. Please, I remember right. Did a video describing you know yeah. Sense 4.0 and all the uh, and you know and the goods and the bads of it. But it was almost, in my opinion, there's so many more bads than good. But but it's a lot better than previous versions of Sense. So if you like Sense or you like, um, you know, it, it's better. Thank you, HTC, for toning it down, but it's still just give us stock. So what you're saying is, is that you're for future sense, you're more worried about your past sense. Is that your two cents? <laughs> Jesus. No, it's my four cents. <laughs> it's not even two. It's not. It's like a. It's like one and three quarter cents. Fifth. Well, it's like sense and sensibility. Okay. Sense Amelia. Moving on. Worst string of I'm puns I'm a sensitive ever. guy. I know. The the this last like the last fifteen to twenty minutes is going all get cut out. Thank you guys. Tonight's show is a half hour long. 
<laughs> because Joey couldn't come to his senses. All well, right. at least oh. we came to a consensus. A consensus. Jesus. <sighs> at picks, please save this. Actually, before at picks, I, there's one. We talk a lot of trash about Rim and Blackberry. And oh, can we do some more of that? No, I found a piece. I, I looked and I searched far and wide to find a good, an article that paints Rim in a nice light. And I found one. And basically, the only place that BlackBerry is just doing better than Android, I guess, is security. And that still kind of begs the question, only if your country doesn't have its own BBM server access. Because then all security is out the window at that point. But this piece on PC World says that they remain the clear leader in mobile security. So, out of the f- out of the three, the four, I guess, if you consider what Windows Phone, which one would you say is the most secure? I kind of think it depends on how you use it. I think it depends on not only how you use it, but uh, how what big it is. Backhand. Oh, right. Well, no, this has nothing to do with the size of your phone. Right, right. Um, but, I do have a uh, big phone. The, um, I, I, if you hook up uh, any of these devices through uh, uh, through Exchange on the Microsoft side of things, you can do a remote wipe on any of them, and in that respect, they're all equal. Sure. Um, in my opinion, long-term, you get more security out of an open-source platform uh, because there's multiple people looking at the code, multiple sets of eyes, which gives a bias towards Android. Um, the upshot of having the extremely closed source approach that BlackBerry has uh, is that they have been able to keep a very tight lid on their code uh, for vulnerabilities, and they do release updates. Um, I don't know. I, I think that Windows Mobile might be the least secure, but I also think that it's also one of those that's going to be the least adopted. So it may be sort of the security through us, uh, through uh, obscurity thing. Um, I'm wondering if Android is going to turn out to be the, the least secure short term because of the volume of people out there and the number of vulnerabilities that it probably has that people will be able to discover. I think that has a huge part to do with it is the amount of people out there that are using it and how those people are using it. We have way more people than Apple, I would think, that are the user that's downloading everything, clicking on everything, not having a clue and basically running their own little, you know, piece in a botnet uh, in their pocket. I, I think there's more of that on Android than probably Apple just because of, you know, cost and, and what's, what's being offered. I know more old people on Android than I do with iPhones. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other comments on that, Seth? Jeremy? I don't. I don't have uh, no. comments. All right. <laughs> I, I, have, I have nothing worth sharing. Nothing. <laughs> well, thank you. I think we're still going to see. Uh, it's all expletive the... written, so I'll just. <laughs> you can do what Joey does and just spew it forth. Yeah, well, for all the crap that we give Rim and BlackBerry, I do think that we are going to see Rim and BlackBerry in the market for some time to come, uh, just because of the foothold they've got in enterprise. And because of, of and Look because how long of, it took Palm to die. Because yeah. of how slowly enterprise moves and in, and innovates forward with new. Yeah. Uh, but that's just an opinion. Um, I I also don't think that BlackBerry is necessarily. Uh, a bad platform. I just don't think it's necessarily as good uh, as others. So, my two cents. It's all about another sense. All right, at picks, Joey, go. All right, this is uh, one that I do not recommend for everyone, particularly those of you that have uh, a corporately owned device. This is an app called No Lock, uh, and it simply does what. It says it does not allow your phone to lock in terms of your locked screen. So, for instance, if you turn on no lock on, say, a tablet or your own personal phone, uh, and you hit the power button, uh, when you put the phone in your pocket, you hit the power button again, and it will come right up to your home screen. Bypasses the security completely. You should name it the butt dialer, not no lock, because that's what this thing is going to cause, right? Yeah, but you have to hit the power button. 
Oh, okay. You can't just tap the screen. Gotcha. No. Gotcha. No. You tap the screen, uh, the touch a soft button, touch a hard button. No, that's... It that's has to. Well, that's cool then. Yeah. Um, so I, the phone goes to sleep, the screen shuts off, uh, whatnot, but it bypasses your lock screen. Um, FYI, security guys out there, this is a huge violation if you have passworded um, devices. Unfortunately, though, if you actually have to access anything that is passworded or password protected, requires access, the, this program will actually prevent that from functioning. So you have to turn it back off and enter the phone normally in order to get full access to the device and data. But if you're using it as like a music player or an airplane mode or something, it may work to your advantage. Just a thought. Cool. And it's called No Lock? No Lock, yep. And there's like 7,000 five-star reviews uh, of it on the in the App Store. Um, I, I think, frankly, the, one of the best applications for this would be something like a tablet where you just simply don't want the lock screen there. You know, it's, it's annoying, it's in your way, um, and you just run this instead. Very cool. Jeremy? So... I originally selected uh, this game. I think it's the first game that I've ever had as an epic because the production house is called Angry Ninja. <laughs> Fair and enough. that's really all it takes for me to download something. Um, <laughs> but this is a game called Anti-Terror Force. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of your typical run-around, shoot-em-on-a-phone kind of game. Um, but it, it looked decent, and, and it is. You know, it's, it's not a bad little game. So. Better or worse than Frontline Commando? Um, Looks different. Kind of different. Yeah. Freebie? Yeah. Anti-Terror Force by Angry Ninja. Very cool. All right. Seth? I have a game called uh, Where's My Water? (laughs) (laughs) I've seen that. Awesome. It's almost... it's It's kind of a little kid's game, but it's actually surprisingly fun. You bury holes through the ground and have water to get to the alligator. I don't know what he is. <laughs> He's an a- a crocodile. It's a crocodile. Seth, yeah, that's a crocodile. Two. Come on. I'm not sure which one it is. This is a Disney game. Ooh. Yeah, it's surprisingly fun. It costs some money. I got it. I think it was free on Amazon one day. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was free. Or maybe it was one of the 99 cents games. They have back. a free and a pay version. <laughs> but uh, whatever it is, it's fun. It's worth getting or worth trying out. So... Where is my water? Awesome. Thank you, Seth. <clears throat> All right. I got something that's useful if you deal with lots of social postings. If you have to post to your Facebook and maybe a Facebook page or two and maybe a couple Twitter accounts. Uh, this is cool. It's called Seismic Ping. And it, if you guys used to use Ping FM, Ping.FM, I think. Uh, it's kind of like that. It's I think that was the same guys that, that made this. But they also make Seismic, which is just the regular Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. You know, this thing supports everything, but it's it, except Google Plus, of course. Um, but yeah, this is just for posting, which is what I really like about it. And one of the things I like that Jeremy showed me was this app called Buffer. What I liked about that is that you could schedule. It kind of scheduled stuff. Seismic ping will let you schedule your stuff and it'll save it in a queue and it'll post it to, you know, as, as many whatever different networks you have. So I thought that was pretty handy. Ooh, it's called Seismic Ping. So I think that this is their new ping app because there was a ping FM app and it was kind of crappy, <laughs> but this is much, much better. And I use the, there's a web version, there's a desktop, there, there's a version for anything you can think of, pretty much. It, these guys are really good about about that, so. Is there any way to access that from, like, a PC, for instance? Yep, that's what I use I, on here, Seismic Web, Seismic for your Windows. It's all good. I like the web one, because, yeah, you can hit it from everywhere. It's in a browser. It's basically TweetDeck in a browser, but cleaner, so. Uh, I'll, I'll put links to all the different seismic stuff that I use. You guys can check it out. And I think I wrote about it on on Boss or on uh, And somewhere uh, about how to deal with social posting. So uh, seismic ping, check it out in the Google Play Store, the Play Store, right? That's what we're calling it. Yeah, that's. Stu- I've heard it. The Google stupidness. Play Android Market trademark store store. <laughs> 
store place marketplace dot com dot slash gov dot mill slash org <laughs> all right thank you guys again it's been a great episode a great week of android stuff uh you guys got anything that you're writing coming up that you want to mention jeremy uh no i don't joey not a lick i'm afraid all right seth anything I think I'm going to write some stuff on the Galaxy S3, but I'm not sure yet exactly what. Got to oh, wait Seth, till you... Can, you... can you get with your hair and do a review of different conditioners? Could you guys write, like, just a, a bunch of, like... You should just make up a bunch of just completely BS rumors and just, like, flood the net with them and just see what... That's gets... what I do already do now. See what... <laughs> okay. Don't want to blow yeah, up your spot. Yeah, but these rumors have got to be about something other than your dating life. The Galaxy Nexus well, has a 4K not... screen on it. Whoa. You heard it here first. That's right. Attack of the Androids. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, follow the Twitter, attackoftheandroids.com and itunes.org. We'll talk to you guys you, everybody. next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.